Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People applying Rotary's motto of service above self. And today, Jonah, our very special guests are Rachel Swanson and Ananda Grant, both of UNICEF, and they've come up here from New York. They took the very early morning train to join us on Radio Rotary today. And we're delighted to have them. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning. And good morning, Ananda. Good morning. So who would like to tell us what the initials UNICEF stand for? I can do that. This okay. Is Rachel. Um, so UNICEF stands for the United Nations Children's Fund, and we have been working in partnership with our country offices. We have a, we work in over 190 countries around the world, survive, uh, working for the protection and survival of children uh, every day. You know, most people, uh, and Ananda, you probably agree with me, most people know UNICEF from little coin boxes that are coming up on Halloween when kids ask for candy. They also say trick-or-treat Tre- for UNICEF. I, even I did that back in the 50s. Absolutely. It's a um, trademark Little coin boxes where UNICEF. you ask for people's pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters. Um, what is that all about, Ananda? Well, yes, most people do know us for trick-or-treat for UNICEF. And actually, um, my colleague, I think Rachel, can talk a little bit more about our program, which we're coming up to. It's over been around for over 60 years. Right. Um, and so we're really excited about this year's campaign, which uh, we're kicking off this month in September. Okay, so Ra- Rachel, why do we have kids going around with little coin boxes saying trick-or-treat for UNICEF? Well, because young people certainly have a role to play in making the world a better place. The trick-or-treat program is... Uh, Um, really the original Kids Helping Kids campaign and was founded by a Presbyterian uh, minister and his children outside of Philadelphia over 60 years ago. And and we firmly believe that still to this day, young people have a role to play in making the world a better place. So... So, um what does UNICEF do? I mean, how do they help children around the world? Well, you know, we have a number of different programs and projects and priorities. We help in emergencies. You know, UNICEF was found in after world, founded after World War II. Um, and so we help in emergencies. We work on issues related to HIV and AIDS. We help with water and sanitation. We have immunization campaigns and vaccination campaigns, which our Rotarians know well. Um, and, you know, anywhere where children and families are in need, UNICEF is there. Well, wow. that's great. That's just terrific. It's very symb- symb- um, symbiotic with um, the walks of service that Rotary right, is involved we have in. Right, we have our end polio campaign, mm-hmm. and we have our Clean shelter water. box uh, tent campaign for uh, disasters where we put up tents for people who uh, have lost their homes. Um, but specifically, and, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and because of the, some of these similar interests, and of course the UN, United Nations part, of which uh, Rotary um, is the only service club that has a seat at the United Nations as well, but there's a lot of crossover with UNICEF um, with some of the programs. And I know we did want to hit hit on that, Rachel. You and mm-hmm. I were chatting a little bit earlier, uh, Ananda, the three of us, mm-hmm. about um, some of the collaborative things that you're doing Um, with the local Rotary Clubs in New York, correct? Sure, and I can talk about that. Obviously, uh, Rotary is one of the critical partners in the Global Polio Eradication Initiative, and they've been a fantastic supporter, and thanks to Rotary, uh, deaths from polio have gone down significantly. You know, Ananda, people listening at home might be a little surprised. You're going to say, well, polio, I got the Salk and Sabin vaccines in the mid-50s, but there's no more polio. 
That may be true in the United States, but tell them about polio around the world, as far as you know. Well, we know that it's it's a critical issue in a lot of countries around the world, and even um, the the biggest, the most recent success around polio was actually in India. But it's still a, quite a large problem in Nigeria and Pakistan, and it's not something that, as you said, people in the United States and certainly kids don't think about. But again, getting back to that idea of just making that connection and and promoting the idea of global citizenship which is a critical area that we focus on. We want to make sure that folks are aware that this is something that is impacting people around the world. And I think Mm -hmm. you have to be polio-free for three years before Mm -hmm. they deem it as eradicated in in an area. Mm -hmm. And I believe India is in that category now. But as Onanda mentioned, uh, Pakistan and uh, Nigeria Nigeria. still has um, a concentration of it. So that's kind of where collectively all of our efforts are focused right now but we're very, very close Mm -hmm. for global eradication. And that's one thing everybody's been working very, Mm -hmm. very committed to this decade or this this next little while to to getting rid of. Well, I know Rotary's delighted to be in partnership with the United Nations and with UNICEF. In fact, we have something called UN Day where our retirees from around the world uh, convene at the UN to discuss uh, these kind of issues, and Radio Rotary will be there with our microphones. For our fo- what is it? Our fourth, fourth year, year in, in a, a row. row. Yeah. That's to that's amazing. Some Rotarians yeah. from around the world about all the great it's things they're doing. One of our favorite times because, as you mentioned, they they the United Nations is closed except for Rotarians right. for that whole day. So, but mm-hmm. we are privileged before that to have with us today yes. Ananda Grant and Rachel Swanson of UNICEF, uh, United Nations Children's Fund, and um, tell us. Rachel, what got you interested in this? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I was a student leader in college and firmly believe that young you mean people... You you still aren't in college? No, it's hard <laughs> to believe. She looks like it, folks. She looks it's like it, both of them. We're getting old, Jonah. Uh, I'm, I'm there and back. I'm beyond old. But go ahead, Rachel. I'm sorry. So uh, I was involved uh, with the YMCA heavily in college and, and doing a lot of work around organizing young people to make my community better. And so when I have the chance to, to do that work at UNICEF primarily and at first working with college students, but now I support all of our volunteer programs. We have over 42,000 registered registered volunteers that help us in the U.S. Uh, every day to do education, advocacy, and fundraising programs to support uh, UNICEF, which is really exciting. And people can learn more at unicefusa.org slash action center. Well, I'll tell you what, folks at home, get a pencil and paper. We will repeat that website a little bit later in the broadcast. And Ananda Grant, how did you get involved with UNICEF? Well, actually, um, my mother actually came from India, and so... I, when I think about hearing about her story growing up, I was mm-hmm. always I was always interested in international issues, and when I had the chance to work for this organization, I just jumped at the chance because I really wanted to figure out how I could be a part of helping to support UNICEF's work. So I'm really really excited to be uh, working with UNICEF, and what I do is I work with U.S.-based organizations that are interested in supporting UNICEF's work again through advocacy, education, and fundraising, and I, I've had the opportunity to work with a number of Rotary Clubs across the U.S. So it's been really fantastic. Let's give us some examples, Ananda, of some of the things that uh, UNICEF does around the world for for children, other than, of course, the... uh 
polio eradication initiative we talked about. Um, how about hungry children, clean water, things of that nature? Educational right. opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, as Rachel mentioned, we actually work in a number of different program areas. I mean, really, any of the any of the sort of critical areas that you would think about in children with children. So, as an example, uh, we have a program called Schools for Asia, which was modeled after a very successful program in Africa, where essentially UNICEF is taking an integrated approach around education. One of the things that we know is that a lot of issues that uh, a child is facing are really interrelated. So when we look at the Schools for Asia program, and when I say integrated approach, we're looking at things like making sure that kids have a structure, an appropriate structure that they can go to school in. That may be different in different places. It may be different in times of emergency. We know that in some places, children actually um, sometimes have their classes on a boat, which is sort of interesting. You also have things like incorporating water and sanitation into facilities. We know that if we have proper sanitation facilities and laboratories, um, that helps keep girls in school. We also take the opportunity well, well, let's, let's not jump ahead, okay? Because that's a very interesting concept that was introduced to me by uh, Rotary clubs uh, making uh, privacy areas for young girls mm-hmm. who, once they start to develop, are kind of shy about just going to the bathroom in front of the boys, right? And. And so they were dropping out of school instead of doing that. Right. So a lot of times they weren't going to school. And so recognizing that that was such an issue and such a barrier, one of the, the simple things that has been done is to make sure that they do have proper facilities, private facilities for girls in those teenage years. And, you know, clean water, piping water into village is also important because uh, it, it devolved in some of these societies to the uh, young girls to go uh, and gather the water, the water mm-hmm. down at the at the creek or yeah. the river and you know Bring drag it back, it back miles yeah. to home yeah. and therefore while they're doing that they're not in school that's exactly right, right. we know that that's an issue in a, in a lot of areas you know i had the chance to visit unicef programs in senegal last summer oh yeah and um it's incredible to see the simple things that we really do take for granted like a um, like running a sim- water like and? running water and a simple bar of soap i had um we were visiting a sort of a drop-in shelter for mm-hmm. kids who were um, working, uh, collecting coins and mm-hmm. selling candies on the street. And they were at this UNICEF-supported shelter, and there wasn't any, I used the restroom, there wasn't any soap. And, you know, I left a little bar of soap that I had at the hotel, and it was gone in, you know, <laughs> five, yeah. ten minutes. Uh-huh. It's amazing what we take for granted that people around the world, poor people need. And in we're going to find out more countries. about what these two wonderful young ladies are doing that about that through UNICEF. But first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host is the effervescent Sarah O'Connell. And our very special guests today, Ananda Grant and Rachel Swanson of UNICEF. And Sarah, who contributes to our well-being this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Congress Valley Cottage, Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri-Village, Middletown, and Millbrook. And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages. The 1,200,000 women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They have helped people grow food in communities around the world. They've taught millions of people to read. They've brought clean water to villages, worked toward world peace, and have nearly eradicated a crippling childhood disease from the face of the planet. But here's the thing. 
Each of those 1,200,000 women and men know they could accomplish so much more if only they were 1,200,000 and one. Find out what an impact one person can make. Learn about Rotary membership at rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. A flying machine? I sincerely doubt it. Will women ever be able to vote? Unfortunately not. Man walking on the moon? Never in a million years. Every great achievement seems impossible until the moment it becomes real. So when the U.S. Fund for UNICEF says... We believe in a world where zero children die from preventable causes. What will you say? Let's make zero a reality. Visit UNICEFUSA.org to take action. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Join Red Hook Rotary as they honor Loretta Campagna as Citizen of the Year at the Red Hook Firehouse Tuesday, October 23rd at 6.15 p.m. Tickets are just $40 and are available from any Red Hook Rotarian or at the Red Hook Town and Village Halls. Don't miss this great event. Red Hook Rotary Citizen of the Year Dinner honoring Loretta Campagna Tuesday, October 23rd at the Red Hook Firehouse. Hudson Valley Talk Radio and online at HudsonValleyTalkRadio.com. Hi, I'm Sarah O'Connell, and welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I am joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebwasser. Hi. Hi, and today we're chatting with two lovely ladies from New York City who um, are, um, they, they're employed by UNICEF, but I, I want to say they work for UNICEF, they're employed, but that's really not, it's obviously a calling and a passion, passion to oh, them. Yeah. Um, so we're chatting with uh, Rachel Swanson and Onanda Grant about um, activities, particularly that UNICEF is involved with, with Rotary Partnerships, and how the global initiatives are all here to benefit um, children in need, mostly in developing countries, um, uh, different different needs for different areas. And speaking of things global, uh, Ananda, you have something coming up called the Global Poverty Project Festival on September 29th. What's that all about? Well, oh, we, we, Rachel. By the yeah. time the broadcast is made, we will have passed that event. But we, we should oh. we should touch on. You've given out the secret that we well, I let the, you let the cat out of the bag a little bit. But mm-hmm. yes, by the time this broadcast um, has happened, the the event will be will be passed. So what was it but, then? But mm-hmm. will it be is will it be an annual event? It won't be an annual event. However, Power. it is. Um, it was a con- incredible yeah. festival that was a free concert in Central Park with the Foo Fighters and Neil. Young 
Young and a number of other acts, um, as well as partnering with nonprofits like Rotary will be represented. The U.S. Fund for UNICEF will be there and many other partners working to end global poverty around okay. the world. Well, that's worth mentioning. It was. And I'm sure it's be, it was so, so successful, it'll do it again. But something that is coming up, I think, Trick or Treat for UNICEF. Tell us about that, Amanda. Absolutely. Trick or Treat for UNICEF is one of my favorite campaigns. It's October is my favorite time of year um, <laughs> to be at UNICEF. We have participated and encouraged young people and communities around the country to participate in Trick or Treat um, for the past over 60 years. And that's a way that young people can help um, other young people around the world by going trick or treating door to door or hosting a Halloween party to benefit UNICEF. There's also a new uh Decorate your own trick-or-treat box. So some people may remember that orange box. Um, now those boxes are blank, and you can create your own character and decorate your clever. own box that's and great. upload a photo to that to our website oh, at trickortreat.org. That's great. So um, I just have a quick question because well, I'm being, being nosy. Being that it's Halloween, we could make a really scary box by uploading my picture. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to trick-or-treat for UNICEF, Jonah? I'm a little old for that, but I'll tell you what, folks. You come to Red Hook. I will have a whole bunch of change for all the kids for Trick or Treat. There you go. There you go. That's how you can participate. Okay. Um, I'd like to ask you, ladies, Rachel, um, I mean, Ananda first, how did you get involved with UNICEF? How long have you been with the agency? I've been with the organization for about a year and a half, um, but I've been familiar with UNICEF since I was a kid, and because I actually remember going door to door with those orange boxes. So it's been a you know, something that I've been passionate about for my life, but for about a year and a half, I've been with the organization. Great. Okay. And you, Miss Rachel? I've been um, working with UNICEF for the past six years, and I just, you know, I you mentioned before, it's really a passion and a vocation, and that's um, absolutely true for me. I love the work that I do. I think it's critically important to educate the U.S. public about our work and about the lives of children and their families around the world, and just increasing people's understanding of the world and how it's interdependent um, with our world and how to respect and value diversity. These are things that I work to and strive to do every single day. Of oh, course, that's great. We have, what's the contact information? Yeah, I was going to say, what's the contact information mm-hmm. for UNICEF? So people can register as volunteers online at unicefusa.org, and then they'll see a big uh, volunteer button right on the homepage. Okay, click on there, click. and the, and you can get involved. That's it. Where are your offices located, Ananda? Our offices are in New York. Um, We're down in the financial district, so um, uh, we're close to the UNICEF and UN headquarters as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, we're we're in hard economic times, both here in the United States and around the world. Have there been a greater call for your services for uh, helping the problems of children around the world in these hard economic times? Absolutely. And I think we've seen, um, you know, whether it's the food crisis or the economic crisis, that there absolutely is a real need for UNICEF. There continues to be a need for UNICEF. And, you know, we've seen an influx of volunteers really wanting to, to take action that's meaningful to them and that will be meaningful to kids around the world. And, Rachel, you shared with us a little bit about uh, your trip to Senegal. But what other countries does UNICEF help kids in? And, and do they have anything going on here? 
here in the United States? Well, uh, our programming um, is primarily directed for uh, kids around the world, but we engage the public in the U.S. in our volunteer right. and, and other uh, activities around education, advocacy, and, and fundraising, of course. But, um, you know, we again, we work in over 190 countries, working relentlessly and fighting relentlessly for the survival and development of children every single day. And, and what have you, have you been doing with ro- local Rotary Clubs uh, here in the Hudson Valley or even anywhere in the United States? I know Rotary steps up to the plate when it comes to UNICEF. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've actually been partnering with Rotary for many years. A lot of the clubs around the country have gotten involved in specific programs like the Trick or Treat for UNICEF program or another program we have called the TAP Project. And then in other cases... Well, well let's, let's not jump ahead. What is a TAP Project? Is that where you like tap dance or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope. It's uh, the UNICEF TAP Project where we, it's a uh, awareness and fundraising campaign around water and sanitation, which we were discussing earlier. Mm-hmm. It is this water, the lack of access to clean and safe drinking water is the second largest killer of children worldwide. And so UNICEF said... And, and we wh- can't, put too much, can't put too much emphasis on that. Well, wh- Why is that? What, why, you know... What happens if they drink a little bit of tainted water? <laughs> well, um, diarrheal diseases and many other waterborne diseases right. mm-hmm. um, make the nutrients of a child just completely disappear. So right. clean and safe drinking water and access to sanitation facilities sanitation. is Huge. absolutely the uh, it's a critical, critical um, issue for UNICEF. And so we put a st- stake in the ground and said, you know, we, we what can we do about it and how can we get the U.S. public and aware of this issue? And uh, the UNICEF TAP project was born. So we have volunteers across the country, including some Rotarians that are raising funds and hosting water walks, hosting local fundraisers and really getting their communities involved in, in educating their communities around yeah, and this clean, issue. Clean water is very dear to the heart of Rotarians. Our most recent um, past district, past district governor. governor, Tansuk Durawala, he used to call himself the Rotary Boy. Of, He's of, the water boy. Of, the of water boy Rotary. of our district. Uh, yeah. And he was a native of India, as Ananda, as was your mother. And um, he, he said there's a tremendous problem because mm-hmm. in the Ganges River, they use that as a drinking water source. And the cattle water themselves mm-hmm. there, and of and course the relieve themselves there, and then the people bathe in it, and it's used as a as a, a multi-purpose running, a running sewer, and yeah. people are getting desperately ill. Uh, and Ananda, I I cut you off before because I no. asked you about tap. So tell us more about what uh, UNICEF okay. is doing. I think I actually had a chance to meet him when I was up in this area guy. in May. I had an opportunity to present about a program called School in a Box to an Interact uh, Club mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. a Bosi's school. So um, they had invited me up here and we're very welcoming in terms of again I, I got a chance to meet a number of Rotarians at a lunch and then talk to a lot of young people um, just have the opportunity to talk to them mm-hmm. about UNICEF and about our programs and I was really just so impressed um, with their interest in the work that we do and a lot of the questions that I heard from the group so it was fantastic. Of course yeah, young yeah. professionals like yourselves can join Rotary and Absolutely. Your, your nearest Rotary Club is at, is at the Harvard Club, the New York well, City Club. Well it's one of them yes and we have a lot of friends there that right. are involved with that club. And of um, course, if folks at home are, in, are interested can, in joining. How could you find out more about it? Well, Click folks on. at home are interested in joining the fun, the fellowship, and the service of Rotary and meeting wonderful people like our two guests, uh, uh, Ananda Grant and Rachel Swanson. They go to rotary.org, R-O-T-R-Y.org. Click on the club locator button, type in your hometown, find out where your Rotary Club meets and join us for the fun, the fellowship, and most importantly, the service, especially the kind of service that's offered by UNICEF and our two guests, Rachel Swanson and Ananda Grant. 
And uh, tell us a little bit more, Rachel, about uh, your trip to Senegal. What else did you do besides the uh, bathroom facilities and, mm-hmm. and water supply? Yeah, well, we saw a number of education programs there. We saw a number of child protection programs. So this is where you know young people are begging for coins on the street or trying to sell candies, as I mentioned. And, try, and clearly, that's not the safest environment for them to be in. And they're they're not in and school. They're not if in they're, school if they're working. So right, um, you know, having the chance to really look at health facilities. We saw a number of small rural health clinics. We saw um, a number of villages that have eradicated the um, practice of female genital cutting. And so there was a number of just innovative programs that are happening in Senegal. It was a real honor to, to mm-hmm. see them and to meet the folks that were doing that work locally. And in the few seconds we have left, Ananda Grant, tell folks at home why when that child comes over and says trick-or-treat for UNICEF, they should be as generous as you think they should be. Well, I think just um, getting back to Rachel's point, I mean, just there's there's such a need around the world. And UNICEF works, again, in over 190 countries and territories and across a number of different critical issue areas, education, water and sanitation, nutrition, and every single little bit helps. And as we go into this season, the holiday season and the time around trick-or-treat for UNICEF, you know, any single penny helps. And it's really a great opportunity for kids at a young age to get their first sort of involvement in the idea of really sort of connecting um, humanity within in this country to sort of the, the general population at large. Well, Rachel Swanson and Ananda Grant of UNICEF, thank you so much for everything you do for children around the world. And thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. And who supports us this week, Miss? Sarah O'Connell. This week, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of New City, New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Red Hook, and Rhinebeck, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell, our producer Betty Renner, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our engineer Jay Verzi, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next Friday morning at 9 for another edition of Radio Rotary, right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Thank you.